to start, we'll just have you tell us your full name and where we are right now, and whenever you're ready. Okay, I'm Carolyn Obrick Houchen. Um, my full name is Kimberly Anderson Stead. Maurice Powers in Savannah, Georgia. I'm S.R. Banks from Rochester, New York. My name is Dr. Jonathan Vlashuk. So my name is Sharina Zayed, and we are in Slavic Village. Colton Clay, and we're in Green Mountain Falls, Colorado. And I'm Adam Scher with the Nomadic Photo Arc, currently in Maitland, Florida. This is Portrait of Us, a living, transforming, and growing collection of people's stories from throughout the United States. For more information on the Nomadic Photo Arc and Portrait of Us, you can find us on social media at Nomadic Photo Arc, Arc is A-R-K, or by visiting nomadicphotoarc.com. In the summer of 2022, we spent six weeks documenting a specific neighborhood in Cleveland, Ohio called Slavic Village. It's a neighborhood that was hit really hard in the 2008 crash and is still recovering right now. From the outside looking in, it might not look like it has a lot going for it, but the first thing that we noticed when we got there and started talking to people was how much pride they take, not only in their neighborhood, but in their in their homes as well. The two stories that we're going to hear today are two different ways of looking at the potential that this community has, the future that this community has, and showing their pride in, in where they live. The first person we're going to hear from today is Chuck. We sat down with him in the backyard of his childhood home. He lived there his entire life, except for a couple years that he spent in the suburbs. And right now he's in the process of restoring it. And you couldn't help but feel the pride that he had in his home, in the land that it was on, and in his neighborhood. Uh, my name is Charles Gleha, and I'm on Indiana Avenue in Slavic Village. I've lived here all my life with a brief stints in the suburbs. You know, we were raised here and uh, it was a it was a good neighborhood. It was never heaven on earth, but it's a good neighborhood. It was everybody's working. And it was a it was a very walkable, you know, the classic walkable neighborhood where people live near the church, live near the school, close enough to walk. And the stores around here, there were stores everywhere, a lot of them were gone. And it became very uh, very comfortable to live here because you didn't have to go far to get anything, including work. Of course, with uh, deindustrialization, deindustrialization, a lot of that fell apart and, you know, we're reaping the consequences of all that. Uh, and in, in the, you know, the, the yearning of so many people that lived here was to move to the suburbs. It's, you know, it's just the classic American story, move out of the old city and find a better place in the suburbs and a lot of the people here shot southward. That was just the general tenor of the neighborhood. Move to the suburbs. Get out of this dump, you know. <laughs> and even I went out to the suburbs. I went to Broadway Heights where I found a two-acre spread. It was the perfect opportunity to get out to the suburbs but have a historic house to restore. And it was a, you know, beautiful Italian-style house, a lot of land, a lot of opportunity to, you know, work my uh, skills on it and uh, then my mother got real sick my dad died I had to make a choice sold the house in the suburbs made money on it and moved back here to take care of her to me this neighborhood despite all its problems is a land of opportunity it's an absolute land of opportunity starting with the soil itself it's very good soil Compared to outer ring suburbs, which are all full of clay, for some reason this neighborhood is full of very sandy loam. Just starting with the dirt. 
It's a land of opportunity. I mean, we used to have spectacular gardens here, strawberries, everything you can imagine back here. And I'm going to bring all that back. So this is all going to come back in the next year. As soon as I finish down, next year I'm going to let it I mean, I love this property because it's got total sun on one side and total shade on the other. You've got the best of two worlds. This is the last rose from my neighbors from the 1960s. This is the final rose, the last one, and it was blooming like crazy two weeks ago. So I'm saving that rose because it's a reminder of what was here a half a century ago, 70 years ago, you know. I could build a building here. I could turn it into an orchard. I could do a million things here. So everywhere you look, there's opportunity. Everywhere you look. I just love this place, you know. The whole house was totally rewired, all new systems. Everything's gonna be new in this house. And it's an 1892 house, you know. And yet, inside of 10 minutes, you could get a, 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 a machine and they could destroy the whole house and say, okay, we have another vacant lot. I don't believe in that. You know, in the little in the little postage stamp yard, we had we we had too many strawberries. You didn't know what to do with those strawberries. <laughs> too many strawberries. All of a sudden, all you're doing is eating string beans. <laughs> and that was Chuck. Ending our time with him by getting to walk through his garden was just absolutely amazing. And you know, he's kind of in the old guard of neighborhood organizers, community activists in Slavic Village. And who we're gonna hear from next is Ariana, and she's very much in this young generation who are coming up and they're ready to take that over from folks like Chuck. So let's hear her take on her neighborhood and what makes it tick. Okay, uh, my name is Ariana Trader. Uh, this is Slavic Village Development. So like growing up, my mom always had this fear that something would happen to me. So I was very much an inside child. My mom had some really bad encounters with people who couldn't quite accept the fact that black people were moving into this neighborhood. So it made it difficult to really fit in. It's always something negative, you know? So it's like somebody got shot or someone's house got broken into. So it was like that kind of fear amongst everyone. But once I started to like come outside and I started to see everything for what it was, it's like I met some really interesting people. This neighborhood has so much to offer. Like it's not just a random area that everybody just moved into because it was affordable. It's like once I started to know about the little businesses here and I'm just like, wow, this is like a really small little community that has a lot going on. And it just really opened up my mind to everything. And now it's like certain places I don't have to go far out anymore because I know where it is here. I didn't realize that there was a pizza place over there or like people who would make big goods in their homes. And it was like doing the outreaches. I got to meet a lot of my neighbors and then I ran into them other places. And it was like mind blowing because I never thought that this neighborhood had that. I don't know, like it's like, I call this place home, and it's just like at times, you're gonna be like, mm, it's kind of scary here. But if I hear anybody else say anything, it's like, oh, I'm gonna be ready to fight, because it's like, you don't talk about my home, even though sometimes I do, but that's not the point. <laughs> you're not from here, you can't speak on it. Once I started to wear my Slavic Village shirt, people always had their comments like, oh, well, I heard it was racist there, or I heard it was like, you know, just this poor area, and it's just like, 
there are a few racist people here, you know? Like, you're going to find those people everywhere that you go. There's always going to be that one person, like, I want to go back to the way it was. Just like, whoa, it's 2022, sir. It's not going to happen. So it's like that. And then it's also like, yeah, it's kind of poor here. It's like we don't really have a lot. But what we do have is unity. I can say that, like, there are times where... Um, bills couldn't quite get paid and my neighbor just so happened to receive our bill and he was just like well I paid it off for you and that made things so much more better Mm -hmm. it made everything so much more easier because it was just like wow you have that unity or like my neighbor he would he had a garden he would give us fruits and vegetables Mm -hmm. and it's just I think it's more of like talking about it which changed people's perspective because if it wasn't for me wearing that shirt those conversations would have never got sparked up because nobody's going to look at me like oh yeah you're from South Village so it's like the more I talk about it the more I bring it up to people like the more they see like oh it's actually not a bad place Mm -hmm. you know like yeah we got our flaws but for the most part it's a overall pretty good place like you'll meet some interesting people here who have talents who who offer a lot of things, and it's the people right next door to you. That was Ariana. We spoke with her and with Chuck in Slavic Village, a neighborhood of Cleveland, Ohio, that we were in in the summer of 2022. As always, you can subscribe to our newsletter for more information, portraitofus.substack.com, or find us on social media, at Nomadic Photo Arc. Yeah, so that's, that's the story it is. Yeah, this is when we were little kids, you used to play in the back here. And then the garden just kept on getting bigger and bigger.